Hi guys, and welcome back to Pieces of Passion. I'm Macy, your host. Thank you so much for clicking on today's episode. My apologies for not having a new episode ready to post on Wednesday when I usually do, but I've been working hard on building my website, which is now up and running, which is exciting. And then I was working on the new logo design, which I still don't know if I love the design. So if you or someone you know is good at graphic design, please DM me at Macy Lee Jones on Instagram. Um, If this is your first time listening, welcome, and if it isn't your first time, welcome back. I wasn't planning on releasing a new episode at all this week, but I felt compelled to discuss today's topic, which is stress, anxiety, and methods of coping with overwhelm. Today's world is so fast-paced and all about productivity, and while I love being productive, it can be such a great thing. It becomes an issue when we base our worth on our productivity level. The neurological pathways within our brains begin to jump around and fire in all different directions when we are overwhelmed or stressed, and this leads us to panic and fall into a state of fight or flight, which is a state our brain uses to protect us from what is making us uncomfortable. However, being in this state every time you get overwhelmed causes a rise in cortisol, which is released from our kidneys and is extremely hard on our mind and bodies. Stress can lead to digestive issues, lower your immune system, mess with women's menstrual cycles, increase your risk of type 2 diabetes, cause weight gain, lead to high blood pressure, etc. I could literally go on and on. We all have so many obligations nowadays and chronic stress is becoming an increasing problem leading to burnout and poor health. There are so many easy methods we can use to get out of this state, which I'm going to share with you today. So stress isn't always a negative thing. It's our body's way of keeping us safe by warning, warning us of a perceived threat as an adaptation for us to survive. This has been extremely beneficial for people centuries ago who had to fight for their lives every day. However, nowadays we have obviously adapted, but our brains are still wired to release chemicals to quote unquote protect us from discomfort. Occasional stress is beneficial as it encourages or motivates us to get things done that we need to do. However, chronic long-term stress is when it becomes problematic. Stress is a constant battle we all fight. We worry all the time about every little thing in life, putting pressure on every decision we make. I've always been envious of the people that seem to just never stress and have the mindset that everything always works out in the end. And for the longest time, I thought, well, that just isn't me. My personality isn't capable of thinking like that. But now I realize everyone is capable of doing this and living their life in a state of rationality and peace. It is a continuous learning curve that takes a lot of self-awareness and mindset changes, but it is so important in helping us find a balance of healthy stress. I've always been in a constant fight-or-flight mode and struggled when things don't go as planned, to the point where my anxiety over it has caused panic attacks, outbursts, and even taken a physical toll on my body. We all hold stress in different parts of our body. For some people, it may be their back or neck, and for me, it's in my stomach. I've been struggling with stomach issues this year, and I've gone to multiple doctors and was basically told I have IBS after they ruled out everything more serious because they can't technically diagnose IBS or test for it in any way. I went to the ER one night after having a panic attack, which at the time I didn't realize it was a panic attack. I thought something was seriously wrong with me medically. I was sweating and couldn't stand up straight because I was in so much pain in my abdomen. Whenever I feel anxious or stressed, I can feel my breath go up into my ribs and my chest, and I can't even take a full deep breath in. 
My entire life, I thought that everyone experienced this. But our breath is supposed to come from our lower stomach, um, which I had never realized. I avoided my anxiety for so long, and this past year it all piled up, and I was no longer able to distract myself. When I'm with my family, my anxiety manifests into anger and irritability. However, at school, around friends, I obviously don't have angry outbursts around them, so my response to the anxiety was to isolate myself. I was so scared that if I went somewhere, my stomach would start hurting and I would either have to leave or be miserable the entire time. So I, my reaction to that was just to stop going out and stop being around people as often. I started putting pressure on food because I was scared that certain things I ate would cause my stomach to hurt. So rather than viewing food as fuel, I viewed it as something I needed to overthink and have control over. When I went gluten-free, I was worried that places I went wouldn't have anything I could eat or wouldn't have anything healthy that I could eat. And this created so much distance between me and those around me because I didn't want my anxiety to become a burden on others as it was already weighing me down so much. I'm really trying to work on this because in reality, the cycle of stomach pain and anxiety is dependent on one another as one leads to the other. I went from avoidance to hyperfixation and now it's time for me to find a middle ground, which is a goal of mine this summer. So now I'm going to get into some things that have been helping me lately and hopefully give you guys an idea of what will work for you. So the first step is recognizing that stressing about things out of your control will never change the outcome. It just creates negative impacts on our mind and bodies. Movement is one method that really helps me when I am anxious or stressed out. Whether it's breaking a sweat or just going on a long walk, this allows my mind to reset and feel relief and a flood of dopamine rush in. As a college soccer player, exercise has always been a huge part of my life. However, a lot of it was workouts I had no choice in doing during practice and lifts. And while this was obviously still enjoyable, it just isn't the same as intentional movement. And so over this past year or two, I started doing more workouts by choice that include cycling, Pilates, and then this summer I've been doing yoga most mornings. Um, Pilates and yoga includes movements that are so intentional and effective rather than just grinding through a workout to burn some calories and break a sweat. Um, They allow for intense mind-body connection, which has really helped me cope with my stress. Movement has proven to be the number one thing to combat anxiety, and some argue it's more effective than medication. Um, Another thing that has been helping me lately is taking the time to write things down. The other day, I had a mini panic attack over my summer coursework for this class that I'm taking, and my mom helped me organize it all into a planner so I know what I need to get done each day rather than having it all up in my head. I've always been able to remember everything I need to do without using a planner, which I prided myself on. However, now I realize how helpful writing things down and spacing out tasks can be for our minds. Breaking things down into manageable steps and pieces allows our brain to relax and not see everything as a giant list of tasks to be done urgently. In addition to planning, journaling is so effective. I used to think journaling was the dumbest thing ever. If someone would have told me to journal a year ago, I would have laughed. But ever since I started consistently journaling each morning and night, I feel so much more organized. I have learned more about myself and lived more in the present moment rather than looking back or putting unnecessary pressure on my future. 
so um, I'm just going to kind of go through my journaling practice and this may not work for you. Maybe it will. But just to give you an idea, each morning I write down three things I want to feel that day. So for example, today I said I want to feel creative, positive and inspired. And then I write down three things I will do to support me in feeling those things for today. So I wrote down painting, positive self-talk, and exercise. And then I move on to practice gratitude. So I write down five things that I'm grateful for. And then I write down who I want to be for myself and for others today. So, So for example, I said I want to help others by bringing a sense of joy and relief to those around me. And then for myself, I want to recognize how far I've come and give myself grace. And then lastly, I'll write down what I want to get done that day, which is a combination of things I need to do, like schoolwork and just work and stuff like that. And then things I want to do for self-care and creative purposes. And then every night I write down how I felt that day, what went well that day, something I learned, something that was challenging. And then I write down how I can make tomorrow great, tasks to do tomorrow, practices of self-love that I did that day, and then I finish with just a mind dump. And this literally takes 30 minutes of my day and it makes me feel so much more grounded and connected to the present as I'm setting my days up with intention and purpose rather than just waking up and going through the motions. Um, So yeah, you can look up journaling prompts on Pinterest. There are a bunch of great ones on there. And you can kind of just find what resonates with you. But yeah, basically it's all about finding what works for you. Even slowing down and just taking a few minutes to really focus on your breath can make a huge difference and be so effective when you feel stressed. So start implementing little things into your everyday life like this and you'll start to see a difference. And don't just do them when you feel stressed. They can be taken as preventative measures if you implement them as habits. So take care of yourself and stop stressing about things you can't control by finding methods to slow your mind and trust the process. Stay consistent and make time for yourself to see how much better you feel. Investing in yourself in terms of physical health, mental health, and emotional health are so important and often so overlooked in the grind of today's world. Avoidance is a huge outcome of stress and anxiety that just leads to more stress and anxiety as we are constantly subconsciously and consciously avoiding things that may bring us discomfort which just causes this spiraling cycle of stress and anxiety and leads to more avoidance so for example this is something that I often find myself doing during the school year so when I have a huge homework assignment that I really don't want to do I will do every other assignment first I'll do my laundry I'll clean my room I'll literally do everything else to avoid doing this task And this is me like trying to trick my brain into thinking I'm being productive when in reality, the whole time, the big assignment was in the back of my head weighing me down. And I try to justify not doing it by convincing myself I didn't have the time or I had all those other things that I got done, so it's okay. And in the moment, I believe it'll make me feel better about it when in reality, it's just delaying the inevitable and causing the stress to build as the deadline approaches. So people will do this same thing with uncomfortable conversations they don't want to have, emails they don't want to reply to, and even bills that they need to pay. And this is one of the biggest problems we create for ourselves. So the first step to shifting your mindset from avoidance to acceptance is approach and recognition. 
So when a negative thought enters your mind or a sense of anxiety or stress comes over you, recognize the thing that is causing you stress. Realize you have control over how you feel about that thing or handle the situation. Ask yourself, why is this causing me so much anxiety? And then instead of avoiding this feeling or trying to push it away, get control over it by realizing it's just a feeling your mind is creating in order to protect you and only you choose how you handle the situation. Think about how you will feel if you continue to push this thing off. Ask yourself if avoiding it is helping or hurting you in the long run. Next, break it down, break down the issue or task into smaller pieces to make it more manageable and come up with an approach for getting it done and make it feel attainable, not stressful. While being productive is great, don't let it be the only thing that defines you because no matter how productive you are, it will never feel like enough to make up for the holes and wounds deep within you that you may be distracting yourself from by trying to be productive. Another thing that has helped me tremendously is creating a consistent morning routine. So I wake up knowing what I'm going to do every single day rather than waking up in fight or flight and having to make a ton of decisions right away. Instead of looking for instant gratification from scrolling through social media, I start my day by making my bed, then making tea or drinking water and journaling, setting my intentions for the day, And then after that, I do a workout and make breakfast before looking at any form of social media. Our brains love this consistency as these routines become comfortable and known. So find something that works for you. Wake up a little bit earlier rather than snoozing your alarm and then rushing out the door. Starting your day in a panic or rush is never a good way to be present and focus on yourself. My challenge for you this week is to try one new coping mechanism. It could be one of the ones I gave you or something to else that you think will work for you and use it when you feel overwhelmed and then remember to recognize your habits of avoidance and realize when you're avoiding something and gain control over the situation so yeah that was a lot but on another note this weekend is father's day so don't forget to express gratitude towards your own dad or someone who has been a father figure within your life I know my dad is listening to this, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for being an incredible role model, always having my back, and teaching me to do the right thing and not care what others think. You're truly the best, and I love you. So yeah, that's all for this week's episode. We have an exciting guest coming on next week, so stay tuned. And if you enjoyed this episode or any others, please leave a rate and review as it helps others find my podcast and Send this to a friend if you think they could benefit from listening. And then don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Macy Lee Jones and follow the podcast account as well at piecesofpassion.thepod. Set each day this week with intention. Make time for yourself because I promise you are worth it. Talk to you guys next week. Much love, Macy.